0: Hello and welcome to another episode of At Any Rate. My name is Sheikha Chaturvedi and I'm the head of J.P. Morgan's Global Natural Gas Strategy. And we're gonna pick up a bit from where we left off last week discussing the current U.S. gas situation. And while the U.S. natural gas price reached historic levels not seen since 1995 last week, it is also the European natural gas market and the global LNG market that is sliding into territory not seen in some time. If we look at European TTF price today, falling toward 23 euros per megawatt hour at the time this podcast was recorded, we have not seen prices this low since May 2021. And remember, if everyone remembers at that time, this was prior to the Ukraine-Russia war, and this was likely just after Europe had a cold April, which resulted in a drawdown in storage just as Russia was tightening the reins on slot market flows to the continent. Similarly, when we look at the Japan-Korea marker for LNG price, we find that we are now nearing $8 per MMBTU, levels not seen again since mid-2021. So the question becomes, what exactly is happening in all of these markets? We'll start with the U.S., and then we'll go into the European natural gas market to kind of discuss what we think is happening. Starting with the U.S., the biggest surprise in the market was Chesapeake choosing to defer production until 2025, ultimately resulting in a nearly 700 million cubic feet a day reduction in their production profile for summer 2024 versus summer 2023. The biggest question that I get asked is how much does this impact my end October storage trajectory? So as a reminder, in our podcast last week, I was a 4.25 end October storage level, And embedded in this level was an assumption that the Hainesville would decline. So again, that was prior to Chesapeake's announcement. And also, as a reminder, we were getting very nervous about what seemed to be extremely productive Hainesville wells that were making it to market, particularly in the western portion of the play. It had mentioned that the lack of change in the Hainesville production profile so far put our end-October storage trajectory at risk of increasing by about 100 BCF. So we were dealing with an end October storage trajectory that was in the range of 4.25 to 4.35 TCF. With Chesapeake's announcement this week, I think that this solidifies that some decline will be apparent in the play, but it's important to note that we have yet to receive any message from other producers so far this season that capex cuts and significant drilling cuts that could lead to change in production guidance this earnings season. Aside from Chesapeake, we have only heard that Comstock will be dropping two rigs, but we are still not sure if that's actually gonna change their production guidance. So while Chesapeake has advertised a 700 million cubic feet a day decline summer 24 over summer 23, we're unlikely to adjust our end October storage trajectory too significantly at this point. From our 4.25 TCF, Uh, and October storage trajectory, we believe that now we could probably move it closer to a 4.15 TCF, But it's not just one producer that can really change uh, the way the balance looks for summer 24. And unfortunately, weather continues to work against producers at this point. So March weather is continuing to bleed warmer. And current weather forecast for March point to 540 HTDs versus a 10-year normal of 602 HTDs. And that was not included in our end October storage trajectory last year. So when we account for what we think is a further reduction on the production side, as well as this milder weather for March, we would actually say that our end October storage trajectory now points to a 4.225 TCF. And this is really only 25 BCF lower than where we were last week. And that is still very much pointing to storage congestion without any levers on the demand side that can be pulled with low price. We would make note that daily production prints are starting to come off in the lower 48. Over the past seven days, lower 48 production has averaged about 1.2 BCF a day lower than the previous seven days. Driving that has been a 300 million cubic feet a day reduction in the Northeast, a 500 million cubic feet a day pullback in the Permian and a 300 million cubic feet a day pullback in Northern Louisiana. We will have to watch these prints carefully going forward, but our end October storage trajectory suggests that this one BCF a day correction needs to be in place through the remainder of summer to help avoid storage congestion, or at least remain in place until perhaps weather demand helps tighten the balance further. So ultimately it suggests lower prices for longer. Turning to the European natural gas market, during this earnings season that is underway, there's actually a noticeable contrast in messaging regarding European industrial demand relative to the previous earnings season. Well, late last year during the 3Q earnings season, messaging from European industrials was one of doom and gloom with estimates of permanent industrial demand destruction extending from market consensus of 10% to as high as 20%. This season appears to have offered a a glimmer of hope. In its earnings call, Equinor a major supplier of North Sea Pipeline gas to the continent stated that industrial demand in France and Germany was likely 10% higher. Yara, the largest industrial gas consumer in Europe, indicated higher production levels of their ammonia uh, in 2024 versus their 2022 and 2023 levels. These statements caught our attention, particularly as January supply and demand balance came in slightly tighter than we anticipated, with storage exiting the month at 68% full per AGSI versus our forecast of 70%. The recent comments brought two questions to mind. What is driving the near-term recovery in industrial demand and is this structural in nature? So industrial demand is in fact recovering. We do see this as well. Uh, Between October and December, year over year, we saw industrial demand increase 9%, while in January we saw it 15% higher year over year. But we think some of that has to do with weather. Uh, weather tends to be very influential on the residential commercial heating needs, but also it can impact industrial demand. One major driver of this is that industrial plants often heat their own facilities with feed gas that they may have on hand. Therefore, as colder weather presents, we often see a rise in industrial natural gas demand during those winter months, while that excess demand tends to dissipate during the summer injection season. So. When we look at January 2024 weather, it realized at 816 HGDs versus January 2023 weather, which realized at 734 HGDs. So it was considerably colder than last year. And when we compare the difference between industrial demand for Northwest Europe in January 24 versus 23, we see a 26 million cubic meter per day increase. And of that, we think 10 million cubic meters a day of this increase can be attributed to colder weather. In other words, colder weather explains 40% of the demand increase year over year. What accounted for the remaining 60% increase in demand? We believe that some, if not most of this increase is price related, which is likely to remain in place given our current TTF price forecast and the current forward curve. There has been a noticeable change in absolute price levels for industrials amid back-to-back mild winters, a structural loss in demand and alternate supply sources emerging. This is particularly true when we look at the 12 month hedge price, which is the average of the next 12 monthly contracts for these industrials. We find that the industrial demand is far more sensitive to this hedge price than it is to the prompt contract. Looking closer at the relationship between the 12 month hedge price and industrial demand, we estimate that another 30% of the industrial demand increase year over year in January 2024 was the result of the stabilization in this price. For anyone keeping track, that's 10 million cubic meters a day that is attributed to weather, that's 8 million cubic meters a day that is attributed to price. That leaves 8 million cubic meters a day of unexplained demand increase. And while we think maybe we might've missed something in our weather relationship, just watching the way systematic relationships of weather versus demand, we we don't think that it's the full 8 million cubic meters a day. That would account to 45% of a difference. Uh, from typical behavior with weather. So we do think that there is something that is showing that there's a start in industrial demand. But even as industrial demand is starting to show glimmers of hope, we are watching price slide. And I think that one of the most important questions that we're getting right now from the European natural gas market is how low can price go? And we would tell you that basically below the 20 euro per megawatt hour range, we think pricing will get sticky at around 17 euros per megawatt hour is where we see lignite switching. And ultimately, we think that that's a pickup of demand. Additionally, we have to contend with weather and what weather is going to be like in Asia and Asia is actually showing a colder than normal March that's starting to come in. So. We'll need to see how those demand dynamics play out, but we do think that there will be stickiness somewhere between 15 to 20 euros per megawatt hour. Well, that wraps up this week's Commodities Edition of J.P. Morgan's At Any Rate podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we look forward to continuing the conversation next week. This communication is provided for information purposes only. Please refer to JP Morgan Research Reports related to its content for more information, including important disclosures. Copyright 2024, JP Morgan Chase and Company, all rights reserved. This episode was recorded on February 23rd, 2024.